Okay, good morning. Today's class, Lunichmat Yerch Mildian Migadali Atzion Benema, and Rafu Shalom Rav Shalom Ben Yavne and Rav Dani Ben Sara, Chanavat Adel, and also in the Yerat Shemaim of Yerat Shemaim of and successively Sheva Rabba got the open Lisheva Shev Lisheva Emma Lisheva Reina Malka Vatova Basha, and Emmet Ben Lisheva. Also today's class is also. Is also dedicated in loving memory of Menashe ben Rach, Racham, Alav Shalom, on his yurt site, Lunishmat, sponsored by his granddaughter Azal Gahi. Okay, very excited. Next week we are in Beverly Hills, LA. We're having two events, May 3rd. We're having an event for everybody. We're going to be in the Netzach Synagogue in, um, in Beverly Hills. And, and, and the 4th, we're going to be in the same synagogue. We're going to do a singles event. And very, very excited. There's also a couple other events, in, I think, in the morning, um, private events. But very, very excited to be in L.A. I think they're selling the tickets. You can get them at the door, but you should probably get them before. Very, very jam-packed, um, amazing class for L.A. I've already, I've already meditated on exactly what, what I should speak about, and, and the lights are coming, thank God. Very excited to go to L.A. I haven't been to L.A. in two years since COVID, so very excited to be back. So today, and obviously the 17th, we're going to be in Manhattan. So definitely want to start traveling again. Very excited. Okay, this week is the week of Gevura. Last week was the week of Chesed. This week is the week of Gevura. As coming to Shul on the Sunday morning at 6.20 in the morning already. Roadblock, U-turn. Like There's never a U-turn on, on, on where, I, where I drive, but you could see the Gevura is coming. You couldn't pass. You had to go take a detour. Next thing you know... And this is like at six o'clock on a Sunday morning. So you just, this is the sort of the energy of the Devora means restraint. That's the left arm in Kabbalah. The left hand, the left arm is Gevorah. So ultimately we have to use Gevorah as positive. What's the positivity is what we're going to talk about. How can we use Gevorah for, for positivity? Restraint, discipline this is exactly what we're going to talk about today. You will never find success when there is no, where there is no discipline. Where there's discipline, there's success. And look at, ask, look at anybody in the world who's really, really successful in an area of their life, and there's a tremendous amount of discipline connected to that. To that uh, and that's ultimately the greatest chesed, because today is, is gevur shebe chesed. That means restraint with kindness. So the greatest kindness you can have for yourself is discipline. So that's, that's the kindness today. Tomorrow is going to be double, double restraint. So this is an area of this energy. Remember, we are eating barley food in these 49 days. But we are not fully human. We're trying to perfect our character to try to get out of, out of Egypt eventually, get into the promised land. We just got out of Egypt, and now we're trying to get to the next stage to get the same light, God willing. So I just wanted to talk about five or six concepts and, and you know, just basically experience of what, how, do we, how do we tap into this energy today. You should know the number one thing that you should know that your creator never give, gives up on you. And this is what Rav Nachman says in Lesson 89. And the, this is very, very important because sometimes we all have something that we want to change in our lives. Obviously, you know mine. I've already made tremendous cuts. I've hired a team to, to handle my phone, my social media. So if I don't answer uh, messages, I have a team answering it. I, I, I just, there, there had to be a decision. Either I write a book or I answer messages all day long. And I'd rather write a book and I'd rather be more focused. So I... I I've had to, all my social media, I'm completely, completely uh, taking a sabbatical from a lot of the messages. I, I wish I could help everybody, but I just, I, there's, 
it's doing too much damage, Shalom Bayi-wise, and other areas of my life that it's just way too distractive. And I've had to make, make major cuts. And actually, I, the fact that I did it, I'm actually very, very happy that I did it because I, I feel much more free, I have much more time. And God willing, as I have more time, the classes will get better and everything else will get better because that will lead to more focus. So Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 89, Behold, it is known that whatever a person lacks, whether spiritually or physically, that want is also in the Divine Presence, which is the aspect of Elohim. So whenever we have this desire, for example, if I had, this, I had a desire to be more focused, that, that want is also in Heaven. Or that person has a desire to, be, to get married. That want is also. Every want that you want below is wanted above. Who do you think sent you the want? Who do you think sent you the lack? Your Creator sends you the lack. And Rav Nachman was pondering about this. He says, he, was, he used to get upset because... You could say, listen, if my Creator wants me to be more focused, if my Creator wants me to get married, and I'm not getting there, it should, be, it should bring me to sadness. It should bring me to exceed sadness. I'm not exceeding my expectation. But that's not the answer you should have. You should say, the fact that my Creator is individualized province in my life, bringing me this thing in my life that I need to work on, I should be completely happy with it. The fact that I have such supervision, that He cares about me so much, that this is what he's, he wants me to. But when a person knows this, that the want above is the want below, he will certainly feel great sorrow and sadness. So he will not be able to worship God with joy. He will therefore have to answer himself, what am I? What is my life? The king wants me to do something and I can't even hit this expectation? You should say the opposite. You should say, no, it's the fact that the king has, wants me to do this. That means he's valuing me. He values me so much that he wants me to hit this goal and he's giving me direction. So there's, all, there's, there's a thing that's bothering you, there's a thing that's, that, that there's a lack, whether, you, whether a person's diet, a decision making, whatever, whatever is in your life that's a lack. We all have it. That want is also in the, in the divine. And the reason why, we're not trying to get better in life. Like for example, we don't meditate in life to get good at meditation. We, get, we meditate in life to get good at life. You're not doing this to get good at, to become, to hit your performance. No, you're doing this because Ultimately, the best version of you will be the happiest version of you. And when you're happy, you treat other people well, and you do good for the world, and it's good for everybody. But when you're not doing what you're supposed to do, when you don't have progress in your life, you're not happy about yourself, you'll treat people terribly. You'll, all of a sudden, next thing you know, you'll judge people and make excuses, and that's not good for the world. The best version of you is good for the world because you'll be less judgmental, You'll be more, you can help other people when you can help others, but when we stay in these, in these, in these negative sets and we can't hit our goals, then we, we can't do much. We really can't do much for the world and then we, we we're part of the, God forbid, the opposite. So you should, not, number one, you should, that's why I always, as creator of the world, let me hit this goal for your sake, for your sake. I know you want this goal also. For example, God wants to build the third temple. He wants everybody to have love for each other. That want is his love and his want and also your want. We should also want that. So this is, it's a very, very important to understand that. that you're not, it's not that you're, God's giving you, you, he wants you to get married, or he wants you to do the 40-day challenge, he wants you to shemar the bread. Whatever it is in your life, that want is, not, is wanted above also. So this is why you can't just say, ah, I didn't hit my goal. No, it's not possible. It's not possible to say you didn't hit your goal. It's to say, what do I need to do? to fix it, to find a way to get it. It's impossible not to hit goals because God gave you a light of Ein Sof. 
Ein Sof is, is, is the light of infinity. So you cannot have, you cannot make an excuse when you have a portion of infinity inside of you. It's not possible. If you have infinity, it's not possible to say it's not going to work. It's just you don't want it enough or the structure or the procedure that we're not doing. So this is what I want to just talk about five or six concepts because this is a week where you have to get a lot of discipline. And when there's discipline, there's success. There's no discipline, there's no success. And I, I, there's, I can't tell you, there's nothing else to say. You will not be happy if you don't have discipline in your life. If you can't make a decision in your life, if you're always second-guessing yourself, if you don't have the ability to hit goals, where are you going to get your dopamine from? You're going to get your dopamine somewhere else. The fact that also, when you, when you feel like you're, you're accomplished, when you feel like you're, you're, you're progress, that's also re- releasing serotonin. So you have dopamine and serotonin. Hitting goals and feeling accomplished are both chemicals that you, you need. You need. But we can't just live in a life of just wake up to Miami, party, go home, this, not, it's not. And I remember this, I, was, I, I never forget this day. I think it was the most, very important day for me. It was one day where actually that same day, I, I went to the Dolphins game in the morning. I went to the Heat game at night. I went to a beautiful dinner at night and I felt completely empty at the end of the night. I said, whoa, 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 we have a problem. I just entertained myself for seven to eight hours and I still feel like completely like I didn't do nothing. And that was a problem because if you could entertain yourself for eight, nine hours and you still have a problem, you still feel like a lack, there's a problem. <laughs> So I want to talk about also later on the, the ratio between entertaining and empowerment ratio. Studies show your empowerment versus entertaining ratio is going to affect your happiness and your ability to hit goals. So number one, the, it's the divine presence that your creator wants you, whatever area of your life, to have discipline. It's a divine want. It's not just your want, it's, a, it's coming from the divine. So the first thing we have to do is we have to stop visiting Egypt. What does stop visiting Egypt mean? Stop talking about the past failures. It didn't work. I tried this. It didn't work. I tried prayer. It didn't work. I tried to get up. It didn't work. You, everything, every time you say that, you're basically saying, I want to go back to Egypt. Excuses are telling you, I want to go back to Egypt. The purpose of Egypt, that's why our sages said you're not allowed to go back to Egypt, even, even to visit. Why? Because there's nothing left to do in Egypt. Nothing. Nothing left to do. The sparks are gone. There's nothing left for you to do to stay in the past. It's only going to drag you back. So if you're, if, you're, if you're trying to hit a goal and you can't hit the goal because you keep on saying it doesn't work, you tried it before, that is the definition of the modern day Egypt. So erase that. Completely erase that. It's a new Passover, new energy, new everything. Don't, don't go back to that mindset of it didn't work before. How many times people tell you, I tried prayer, it didn't work. Egypt... I tried exercise, it didn't work. Egypt, every single time you say, make an excuse, just think of yourself going back to Egypt. Just like the Jews did. Oh, we, 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 we like the free melons in Egypt. We wanted the free melons. We wanted the cucumbers. You want to go, you go be a slave for a cucumber, for a free cucumber? So that's an, anytime you think of excuse, you're thinking back of Egypt. The reason why we make an excuse is because we don't want to be uncomfortable and we just want to be stuck in Egypt. Remember two things that people, that people why people get stuck? It's because they don't want it enough and they don't, have, they don't have the belief. So anytime we don't want it enough and we don't have a belief, we automatically make an excuse. So forget the past. Forget the past. It's over. Clearly, the world is recreated. We're, we're, we're supposed to be recreated constantly. And I said to myself, wow, it's Sunday morning after Passover. Who's got the head to wake up in the morning and give a class? Egypt. Why not? Why not? 
But the first thing to say, I just went through a holiday, all the spirituality, maybe I need to take a break, put a recording on. But I'm like, oh, that's Egypt. And that's what got me to say, what, what, I can't give a class. All, but believe me, I was ready to go into that space of, let me just relax, I'll start Monday. That's Egypt. That's the beginning of Egypt. To postpone. Postpone. So number one, stop visiting Egypt. Stop talking about the past failures. Make adjustments. When you're making an adjustment, you're heading towards freedom. When you make an excuse, you're back to Egypt. Practically. Every excuse, Egypt. Every, every adjustment, freedom. Number two, your soul keeps score. You know, there's a body that says, your body keeps score, your soul keeps score too. Every time you go into, into empowerment, you're basically giving yourself a plus one. Every time you're going into entertainment, negative one. Now, I'm not saying not to entertain yourself, but minimum, if you don't have 50 to 50% empowerment versus entertaining, what do you think that's going to happen? 50 for 50 is okay. But nobody's happy binging. After binging, what do you feel like a waste? you wasted your time? So it's very, very, very important. Progress equals happiness. Binging does not equal happiness. So we have to recognize how much of our ratio today is empowerment and how much is it entertaining. I think myself, I'm at 80% empowerment, 20% entertaining. That's going to lead you to, that's going to, lead you to feel accomplished. But when you've got 80% entertaining, 20% empowerment, that's a recipe for failure. It's a recipe for failure. And this is what people do all day long. They wake up in the morning, they grab a Starbucks, on the phone seven hours a day, entertaining. What do you have to entertain yourself for? It's your birthday. What are you entertaining yourself for so much? Where is your ratio of empowerment to to the, And then you're all day long watching other people hit their goals. And what do you think that's going to do to you mentally and physically and emotionally? Cut the, cut the entertaining. You entertain when you win. Not all the time, but people entertain themselves all the time. Being on the phone all day long is entertaining yourself. Binging is entertaining yourself. Start with, the, that's why the morning should be empowerment. I don't entertain myself till 10 o'clock. Working out is an empowerment. Listening to classes is empowerment. Meditation is empowerment. Learning, reading books, empowerment, empowerment, empowerment. There's so much information today that you can always get better. And, and if you're spending all the time, you should entertain yourself 20%. I like the 20% ratio. But it's just, I see the formula. I see the, I see the schedule. Sleeping late, entertaining, too much entertaining. And the nights catch up to days. So that's where you have to have gavura today. You have to have discipline. How much, enter, well, ask yourself, what is your ratio of entertaining? On a good day, what is your ratio of entertaining? On a bad day, what is your ratio of entertaining? And you'll see the difference when you accomplish. Before, I used to have 90% entertainment, entertainment 10% sp spirituality, that, the old me. What do you think you need? You need more entertainment to make you happy. It's like an empty ghost. Never gets fulfilled. And this is where we have to really get into that ratio. Really, really, really get into the issue. Because remember, at the end of the day, you're going to get into a position where you're going to ask cre your creator for mercy. And anytime you ask your creator for mercy, you're basically getting an audit. Do you deserve the mercy or not? And the mercy is really dependent upon that. That. When you ask your creator, give me light, your creator is going to say, okay, you want light? Let me see your vessel. And if the vessel's not there, 
He won't give you the light because if he gives you the light with the little vessel, he'll break you. He'll break you. So we have to make sure you're making demands in heaven that you're, you're, you're set up, you're putting yourself in a position where at least you can handle that light. And this is what we need to really, really understand. For entertainment to empowerment ratio today, I, I, I don't see, I don't, sometimes I just look at the schedule, I don't, I don't see where the Yeshua can come to a person. I don't see it. Because not only does the phone make you stupid, <laughs> it doesn't, makes it worse. One thing is it just doesn't do nothing to me. But it makes you stupid all day long. All day long. Distractions, distractions, this distraction. Pick a time for it. Two hours a day. Whatever it is. But make sure you have, there's podcasts today. If you want a great podcast for like, for example, health, Andrew Huberman has a tremendous podcast. Instead, you're not going to listen to Torah all day long. But there's other podcasts that you can better. I listen to Andrew Huberman's podcast on uh, time-restricted eating, on, on exercise, on, on all kinds. That's, that's empowerment. Versus just listening to stupidity all day long. This is a very, very important ratio to understand that. So that's the number two. Get the ratio right. Because remember, you have to be aligned with what you really, really want. Number three, if you cannot get, hit your goals, it's not to quit the goals. It's to create a contraction. The purpose of the reason why we can't hit any goals in our lives is very simple. It's because we want too much light. What we need to do is we need to go into contractions. That's a tzimtzum. A contraction is break down that goal. If you can't do an hour his body do, do 10 minutes. But don't do nothing. Because once you get going, eventually you're going to hit another goal. But when you do nothing itself, oh, I tried, it didn't work. That's the worst thing you could do is completely abort the mission. It's better that you should do one minute. And then that minute will lead you to three minutes. And that three minutes will lead you to five minutes. Also, when you, when you have a goal itself, that's not, you can't hit the goal, sometimes it's okay to, that goal, just... Leave it on standby, but just pray for the goal. Pray to be able to hit that goal. doesn't mean you're not doing anything. It means pray to be able to hit that goal. Build desire. So it doesn't mean physically doing it. Let's say you have an eating, a bad eating addiction. And you can't, no matter what, you can't keep food out of your mouth. So what you should do is you should dedicate 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, asking your creator to help you with your food addiction. Eventually, the food, because of your prayer... That can actually create change. You have to believe this concept that God can change your brain. There's books out about it today. How God changes your brain. God can change your brain. God can give you that. Believe it or not. God can give you that. There's many examples. There's actually a book that's called How God Can Change Your Brain. God gives us that. God gives you ideas. He opens your mind and He can close your mind in one minute. But when you pray for something enough, that itself, he will give you the strategy, he'll give you the book to do it, he'll give you the et cetera to do it, et cetera. You understand? Very, very important. So if you can't hit the goal, back up, but at least create desire. That's also the same thing as trying to hit the goal. And that's tremendous developing discipline. So it's very, very important. Go into contractions. Don't just abort it, contract. It means you need more tefillah, you need more, you need more desire, Whatever it is, but don't abort the mission. And if, you can, if you're trying too much, start smaller. If you're trying to get up early and you can't get up at, for example, let's say you get up at 9 o'clock. If you can't get up at, if you want to really get up at 7, start getting up at 8.30. And then shoot for 8 o'clock. Because remember, it's a process. 
But that you getting up from nine o'clock to eight thirty for you, it's equivalent to another person doing it because you're using those thirty minutes of sleep is mesurat nefesh. That's mesurat nefesh. So it's very very important. Going to constant contractions doesn't mean you never say, I can't. That's not a, that's not an option. The word I can't, and I can't, I'm not doing it's not an option. That's that's arrogance. Arrogance is, I can't do it. Humility means I'm not pushing hard enough. I don't have the right strategy. I don't want it enough. Big difference between the two. Humble people always are going to win. Arrogant people are just going to come up with excuses. Number four. It's very, very important. Our sages always say, it's a big Chabad custom concept. Moach. It means you have to be a melech. You have to be a king. You have to take responsibility. And the concept of melech means moach lev kaved. The mind rules the heart. The mind rules the heart. Basically, it's t- teaching us that we don't look at, we don't make decisions on mood. We do not make decisions on mood. We wait for the decision afterwards. We've said this many times. And the number one, go- the number one way you can see on how valuable your goal is, how valuable that situation in your life, the number one thing is called good old resistance. The Yetzirah uses resistance to stop you. Rav Nachman said this a thousand and one times. Resistance is telling you that's where the gold is. Resistance is not telling you to stop. Resistance is telling you to push. That's exactly what we do at the gym. We put more resistance. We put more resistance because we want stronger muscles. Nobody's working out with styrofoam at the gym. Everybody's got resistance. The more resistance, the bigger the muscle. You have to look at resistance as, as your friend. You don't want to wake up in the morning. Why? Look at the field of resistance. And, and just push through that resistance. Push through it. The more you push through it, the more you have a, a, a recipe to deal with in the future. You don't, want to go out, you, are, you don't want to go on a date with that girl. Resistance. Why not? Push through that resistance. Sometimes it's the Yetzirah. It's most of the time the resistance is coming from the Yetzirah. And how do you know this? Because when you're binging, you have no resistance. <laughs> when you're eating, you have no resistance. When you're doing stuff that you really in- entertain yourself, there's no resistance to entertaining. Believe me, when I'm learning Gemara Yavamot, you should see the amount of resistance that I have learning that Gemara. It, it, it's just so much, like, it's like a mental war just to learn it. Because practically it's an area that I have to do in my life. But that, there's so much resistance in that. But I know that's exactly what I have to do. Because what happens is, if you start running away from resistance, and you have no gavura, you have no discipline. And you have no discipline, you have no life. Because any time you're going to have resistance, no, not for me. And then once you follow the formula of resistance, you're going to be able to plow through things. Rav Nachman specialized in, in having that gavura, plowing through that concept in your life. I would strongly recommend to have a physical component to your life such as working out. Because if you work out, you'll see it's the same thing. It's a mental game. If you can't do it, next thing you know, you recognize you could do it and recognize it's all a big game. It's all one big game. But the Yetzirah has to be created in order to create that resistance so you would get the reward. So look at resistance as different. You have a resistance apologizing. You have resistance keeping your mouth shut. You have resistance getting angry. You have resistance uh, getting up in the morning. That's exactly what the divine presence wants. And God wants you to develop a relationship in that resistance. 
to develop, to be able to get closer to Him. You have resistance in committing to a relationship. You have resistance in, in, in being in the moment. <laughs> that is your cue of what needs to work on. It's obvious. Yetzirah, you have resistance, smoking, whatever it is the resistance you have, it's going to be there. And when you break resistance, remember, happiness comes to us when we break, when we, when we, when we, when we choose what's hard over what's easy. Number five, Recognize that everything, all, our sages say, all beginnings are difficult. You're going to have to be willing to pay a price for everything in life. Everything has a price. All beginnings are difficult. Our sages say that. Rav Nachman spoke about that. Don't think that beginnings are difficult. The first 15 days of anything you're going to do is going to be unbearable. The next 15 days is going to be uncomfortable. And the third 15 days is going to be unstoppable. For example, time-restricted eating, eating from 10 to 6, or eating from that time. In the beginning was very, you start getting cravings, you start getting hungry. Oh my God, what am I going to eat? Next thing you know, I'm like, oh my God, where was I my whole time? It's like in second nature to you. It's second nature to you. But, oh, I, I, this is so easy. But the first 15, oh my God, what am I going to eat? Blah, 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 this, 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 this. The same thing. It's normal to pay the price. You have to pay that price. And our sages say exactly... There's no greater way to rectify something with the exact same way you got problem in the problem. The greatest way of teshuva is to go back to the same situation and rectify it. This is why we keep on getting the same test over and over. Because now you have to go back to the same situation over and over and now do the right thing. And that will be the guy that couldn't get, a, that guy that couldn't, couldn't get out of bed and his whole success was, was basically getting up in the morning. Now he has to kiss his bed to recognize that was the same place of the victory. The same place of getting up in the morning was the key. And again, you also have to pre-commit. If you can't get up in the morning, put your alarm clock really far away. Put a, put a stupid song on your alarm clock. It's going to drive you crazy. So you have to get up. You know, annoying people annoy you. So put an annoying alarm. Pre-commit. Put it like two, two block, two, put it like you have to get up and you have to go next to the thing. Already you're up. Pre commit. Pre commit. I want to do his body. Everything's already there. It's already right there. The stretching mat's there. The yoga mat's there. The coffee's there. Everything's there. So there's very little room for hesitation. Because if I hesitate one second, I'm not going to get into it. But I recognize once you just get through that first ump in the morning, then you get energy. But I, I like to pre-commit. I like to pre-commit. I mean, set everything up already. The water's here, the, the coffee's here, the, the power drink is here, the, co- the stretching mat, that'll get you right, right in the morning. Don't, don't make it, because when you're in the morning, it's very hard to make decisions when you're tired. And if you're going to all of a sudden have to make a decision when you're tired, you don't have the willpower yet. You'll get the willpower after. So it's very, very important Studies showing pre-commit, pre-commit. That means when you hit a goal, you want to work out, put your gym shoes next to you. Put your gym shoes next to you, put your shorts next to you, and so you can get out of bed and work out. It's very important. We don't want to create extra delays and all that. And number six, very important. The more offense you have, the less defense you're going to play with, pretty, pretty much. I mean, it's very, you just look at football games. The, the key is to... When you have a strong offense, the defense is less, t- is, is less effective than you. But when we're not playing any offense in our lives, when we don't have any, any empowerment, then it's going to be almost impossible for you not to entertain yourself. So it's very, very important. You have to have a, today is a day 
the biggest mercy you can have is to have discipline in your life. And those are many ways. You can start with your diet, you can start with exercise. It's all connected, you should know that. It's all connected. Our sage Rav Nachman says there's no way you can elevate your soul if you have a sick body. The Baal Shem Tov says that. So you have to try to get whatever you can do to try to get yourself in the best positions, eating right, exercising right, whatever it is to put yourself in the best position, at least to focus, etc. in life. And that will lead you to hitting goals. And once you're hitting goals, etc., you'll be able to be more happy. So again, let, let this be a week of discipline. When there's discipline, there's happiness. When there's no discipline, there's nothing but distractions, entertaining. Yes, it looks fun. But at the end of the day, what do you, what do you get left with? You get left with, what did I do for today? You feel, you feel it's nothing worse than finishing the day and say, what in the world did I do today? Nothing. That, your soul keeps score. Your soul keeps score. You think it doesn't, it does. This is why there's so much emptiness today. Emptiness, emptiness, distractions. Hashem help us all, we should all be disciplined. Have a great day.